you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. And now, Move the Sticks with Daniel Jeremiah and Bucky Brooks. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Move the Sticks. DJ, Bucky, back together. And uh, Buck, looks like by the background, I don't think that's your house. That looks like a hotel. Uh, Are we in New Orleans? What we got going on? Yeah, we are in New Orleans getting ready for the Thursday night game on Amazon. Should be a good one. I am curious to see what this looks like because I have no idea if the quarterback, Trevor Lawrence, is going to play. Obviously, if 16 plays, and if he doesn't play, it's, it's a huge difference. So I'm sitting here waiting with Beta Breath to see if he runs out of tunnel. Yeah, it uh, should be an interesting game tonight, uh, Thursday night football on uh, on Prime. So uh, looking forward to watching that one. We, uh, we are going to talk about a different game later in this episode, which is the big matchup between the Dolphins and the Eagles. Uh, some similarities uh, about these teams. Obviously, you have the two former Alabama quarterbacks. Jalen Hurts mm-hmm. made his way to Oklahoma eventually, but the former teammates with a history there. Uh, offenses uh, built somewhat similarly and, and defenses um, that have some connections there. So we'll talk about that matchup uh, and break that down a little bit later on. Also going to go through our rookie impact scores, uh, which we do each and every week on here, which rookie classes had the best week in terms of teams, as well as some uh, some individual performances. But I wanted to start out at the top because I think that this is something that uh, came out the other day. We didn't touch on it. And the more I thought about it, I thought, Buck, you might be the perfect person to talk to about this. So flag football is going to be mm. in the Olympics. Mm-hmm. And I had to I had to look this up because I was curious. I was like, okay, well, there's no way they're playing 11-on-11 11 11 flag, right? So I'm like, I assumed it was 7-on-7, seven seven, the world that you've been in, lived in forever, uh, mm-hmm. doing all the stuff you do with Nike and Elite 11 um, and opening all, all your, your history with that as well as being a high school coach. And then, Buck, it's actually 5-on-5. Five and I saw some people putting together like their dream roster for for the USA is there you know a lot of the star players saying they want to play, and what I came away I got a roster here I'm going to get to in just a second. But what I came away with was I'm not rostering any running backs or I'm, I'm linebackers no I'm, I'm wide receivers and corners and a quarterback that's it. Well, yeah, like this is a, this this is a different game. This is a game one. You talking about five on five DJ the space. Like yes. it's, it's like like it's, it's it's the space, and I think you and I both have either coached or been around our kids when they were playing flag football, and mm. 
it, it look, it's a completely different game um, than your regular football. And when you have fewer guys on the field, it, it, it changes the dynamics and what you want to take advantage of. I will say that with some of the stars that you're talking about playing, if we're talking about, hey, we're general manager, who we want to put on. Yeah. I want explosive athletes. I'm mm-hmm. going to get a collection of athletes. I'm looking in the background. I want guys who were in high school, like they played a little bit on both sides of the ball because it's going to be critical. I also, the most important position is who I'm putting at rusher. So for instance, yeah. if I was thinking, to me, Tyreek Hill is a rusher. He's mm-hmm. not a corner. I want that quarterback under immense pressure because Ooh. I got I got <laughs> roadrunner coming after him. So that's what I want. Like, you got to think about speed and explosive. This is not about size. This is not a contact sport. This is about, hey, give me the best athletes, the best skill players to put on the field and let them utilize their, their explosiveness to create big plays on offense and defense. So here's, here's what I came away with because I tried to build this out. Uh, let's start at the quarterback position because I thought a couple things. It's a different skill set. I, I saw, I think we had an article on NFL.com where they had put Lamar Jackson as the quarterback because he'll be elusive mm-hmm. and he can make, make the rusher miss. I, I want a different direction. First of all, I want somebody with extensive seven-on-seven experience. So I want somebody mm-hmm. who was a highly decorated high school kid that's played seven-on-seven yeah. seven since he was this tall. Um, <laughs> and I want somebody who I don't need to I, I don't need to elude the rush if I process fast. So who fits that? Tua. Tua grew up oh, yeah. as a five-star quarterback playing seven-on-seven seven in this circuit. You know, you were with him. You coached him for mm-hmm. crying out loud. So and he excelled in that environment from the things you had told me about. And now we look at the NFL, he processes faster than any other quarterback in the league. He's used to playing with speed and getting, you know, seeing defenses one, two, three, ball gone. Uh, I think Tua is the perfect Olympic quarterback for our squad. He might be because based on what the Miami Dolphins are doing, and we'll talk about them later offensively, their system is basically almost like a flag football system in terms of the ball that's coming out. Uh there are a couple of different ways you can build your flag football team. You can build it with the quarterback as an athlete, runner, contributor in mind, or you can build it out with him being the consummate point guard. Ball comes out, you let the playmakers get busy in space. That's what he does for the Miami Dolphins. And you're right. When people are thinking about these rosters, and I know we're talking about now, but really talking about 2028, uh, it's not a place for older guys. I need no. young, fast, explosive guys at the top of their game. And so you're right about thinking about who's the next coming who's the guy that's going to really excite you who is the young quarterback that can play who is young enough to be able to do some of those things but you're right about the process and speed because the game happens fast it's a much different game and we've seen it uh on our network when we've shown some of the flag football tournaments in the past that quarterback is a different dude he's a different Mm -hmm. animal he's not oh i'm gonna sit back and throw like peyton manning from the pocket is he has to be able to get it out he has to be able to throw from different arm angles and all this other stuff uh it's a unique skill set at that position so here, here's the team. The I'll give you the offense, and then I'll flip over to the defense. But I, I've got Tyreek, obviously, because of speed. And then I went, Buck, I actually, you talked about explosive, dynamic athletes. I, I wanted the guys who could separate immediately. So I mm-hmm. went with I went with Stephon Diggs. I went with Keenan Allen. I went with Justin Jefferson to go along with Tyreek Hill. So I've got guys I can spread you out, and then I've got route runners du jour. And we're going to win uh, one-on-one. Oh, you can be super creative, and you're going to use all kinds of motion uh, motion to create picks and separation and all of that other stuff. And and you talk about it. And I, I hate it, guys. I hate it. It's the elimination of the running back because there's no need for the running back. The only running back that I would take in a scenario with flag, I would take Bijan because Bijan can go out and do some other stuff. Yeah, but, but even really though Bijan's a great – he's a great 
you know, pass catcher for a running back. But like, but I don't going, need it. I just get the best out of the whiteouts. We're going to run and shoot. We're going four wide. Yeah. Get I'll put, I'll put one, I'll put one of those dudes in the backfield. I mean, I look Bijan running an angle route and all those things is great, but I, I think I'd rather have Stefan Diggs running those angle routes with all his experience. And they, here's my other, here's my catch. You get 12 guys, right? So you get your five and your five. I'll get to the defense in a second. My two subs, I've got Devontae Adams, and then I'm going to go with DK Metcalf. Because, Buck, if we get down inside the red, you know, get real snug down there in the red zone, I'm going to get a little bigger, um, and we can play above the rim a little bit with those two guys. Okay, so here's a little flag football suggestion. The underrated position in flag football is the center, especially in uh-huh. short yardage situations. Yeah. Because what happens in flag football, uh, your best short yardage play is what we call the little center pot pass. But what the center does is he literally, he snaps it, takes two steps, turns around, and the quarterback just like a little touch pass, like a two-on-one pass That's amazing. Like the Dr. Pepper uh, halftime thing. Right. And so when you think about DK Metcalf, because he's so big, man, that pop pass can go anywhere because he expands the strike zone. He just turns around and just posts up people. And you're just throwing it to the high hand. But, you know, they have – open up a can of worms and this is great right because this is not only is going to be great for like the guys going to be great for the girls um mm-hmm. when when they have an opportunity to play they have really opened up a lane where over the next five years just the participation in flag football because now DJ, like you have an opportunity to be an olympian and the fact yep. that you have these nfl players talking about doing it it's going to be bananas who's going to be the general manager has to make some cuts like it's almost like the, the, the dream team. Who's gonna be the guest? Like ah, I, I think we volunteer. I think we co-manage no. this thing. Let's put that out there right ah, now. You know. hey, Got over twenty tomorrow. years of scout, twenty years of scouting experience <laughs> in this podcast right now. Let us pick this team. Let us let us pick yeah. it. Yeah, Jamar. Uh, you know, between you, uh, I gotta think about it. You know, we yeah. could be the Jerry Colangelo of flag football. <laughs> what Jerry Colangelo is to the it. to the men's basketball program, we can be for I the flag it. football team. I the defense, so, oh, real yeah. quick, defense. I went, I went, I got my big rangy in, in a field that's condensed. I thought maybe some size and length. So I've got Sauce Gardner, I've got Sertain, I've got Diggs. Um, so we have the brother combination. Good. I'm looking mm-hmm. out for the media as well. A good story. Yeah. And then I have a Jair Alexander and Darius Slay who can match up with the shiftier guys we might see. Okay, so we got we got five DBs, but but DJ, one of those guys has to be the pass rusher. So who's going to be the guy that rushes the quarterback? Like somebody Any that you got to put. <laughs> we just, Any we of them. We just we'll rotate them through. <laughs> rotate them through. Do you want to do? I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. We'll, here's what we'll do. We'll 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 have to we'll have to only keep. We have to decide. We have to decide whether or not we want to keep Devontae Adams or do we want to keep. DK Metcalf. So we're gonna have to make we're gonna have to make a decision so, there. So that gives so, us our sixth. So, that gives us one sub on offense. So what, and what then on defense, is, you have mm-hmm. we'll take we can bring if you want to bring Micah Parsons, he's a four three guy. I would let him just him, rush. Well, I was thinking more of a Derwin James because here's why. I yeah. think Derwin James and DK Metcalf are almost interchangeable in terms of their size. And knowing okay. Derwin from high school, like he was look, he's fantastic wide receiver playmaker. And so I'm thinking uh, about he can play some I center two of those, if you need him to. I need two of those size guys because what I would tell DK is, hey, you're my secret weapon. You and Duran James are going to rotate at the pass rusher. So now we got speed, but we also have length. So yes. now we got to make him throw over the big guy, throw over the tall trees. See? Yeah. We're, working, so we're workshopping we're, this thing right now. <laughs> we're, we're over here trying to do it. I love it, man. I'm so excited. I'm so excited about um, like just the evolution of flag football. Like I coach flag football for like there's a three or four year span in, in LA, just coaching and having a lot of fun with my son 
being able to do it. But now to see how it's exploded, we got the ladies doing their thing. We now have a, an entryway for guys where your kids now who were maybe like you, your parents have reservations about them playing contact or tackle football. Well, now they still can play football and they still can get to the pinnacle, which would be the Olympics. So I'm, I'm loving it. I'm excited about it. I think this is going to be fantastic for the growth of the game. Yeah, I do wish, I truthfully, I do wish it was seven on seven and we were just playing like a traditional, because that's fo- like you'll see route combinations you're familiar with. Oh, you'll yeah, see usually, football. you know, a back. Yeah, and, yeah because d- depending on all the razzle dazzle stuff and like what rules are, are in play, that changes the dynamic. It'll take a while for guys to get adjusted to those rules, but the space, just oh, man, man, these athletes in space. Whew. It's it's gonna fun. be it's definitely gonna be fun to watch. Um, all right, here's uh here's what we got going next here. Let's get to these rookies from last week. Uh, the most impactful rookies, which we do that impact score again. Our buddy Jack puts this together for us with his magic formula. Uh, so the most impactful rookies last week, number one on the list in terms of the point total was fourteen point three. Was Bryce Young, so his best week, followed by Zay Flowers, uh, Juju Brents, the corner from the Colts, who's who's done a nice job out of K State, Jordan Addison. Uh, is getting a lot of balls and a lot of targets and making stuff happen without Justin Jefferson. Bijan Robinson, who makes this list almost every week. Josh Downs, who we talked about earlier, uh, wide receiver from your uh, Tar Heels that's playing with the Colts. Those are the top individual players. But if we look at the classes, Buck, um, here we go. Last week, week six, most impactful rookie classes. Last week, it was the Seahawks, followed by the Rams, the Colts, the Texans, and the Buccaneers. So why don't we start with Seattle and uh, and what impresses you, uh, what we saw last week with their rookies? Well, I'm just so impressed with how they're getting them up to speed. The one thing that we've always admired about um, Pete Carroll and the Seahawks is Pete Carroll's not afraid to play the rookies. You know from our background at Scout, yeah. the hardest thing to do is to convince co- coaches to play guys that might not be ready in terms of like, they may not know everything, uh, you know, because coaches always want the certainty of knowing, hey, this guy's going to know exactly what we're doing. He's going to be in the right spot. Whereas scouts have a tendency to think, but like, yeah, coach, like he's an upgrade over the veteran that we have that knows everything. So how about we have a little patience to let him kind of go through the growing pains while we get a better athlete, a more explosive player on the field. The Seattle Seahawks have done it. And they've done it for years. And it's one of the things that allowed them to have a lot of success in 2010. You can now see that they're back in that mode. And because they have so many young guys getting on the field, you can kind of tell that they have a program that is built to last based on their player development model. So for those that don't know the dynamic, and you touched on it, with the difference of opinion on young players between the personnel side and the coaching side, I think we should explain this a little bit, Buck. So uh, if you're let, let's say you are coaching, um, you are coaching corners for a team, an NFL team, and you've got a rookie corner that you took in the second round. And he's very gifted and very talented. But then you've got an older veteran player. One of the problems is if a player has a mental bust that you coach Mm -hmm. as a position coach and he busts mentally, guess who's hearing it? The position coach is going to hear it from the the defensive coordinator and the head coach. He's going to get his butt ripped. Your guy didn't know what to do. You're the coach. That's your fault. Where Mm -hmm. on on the other side of it, you got a veteran player He's where he's supposed to be. He's doing what he's supposed to do, but he's not physically good enough, so he gets beat and gives up a touchdown. The position coach is like, hey, what do you want me to do? I coached him up. He's He knew what to do. He was where he's supposed to be. He just wasn't good enough. The, you know, the personnel department didn't give us a good enough player. It's not on him. It's on, it's on yeah. the player, and it's on someone else. Yeah. So it's a little bit of a CYA thing, whereas the personnel department's going like, hey, man, like this guy's so much better gifted physically. Like, 
coach him up and get him going. Like I'm sick of watching this old veteran player get his butt kicked every week. <laughs> There's a lot of that that comes to it. And and everyone has to have the alignment because what you have, particularly when uh, you have general manager, head coach, uh, personnel power, where you have both of the guys in the building, the general manager thinks about the long term. The coach thinks about the here and now. And the rub can be if they're not in lockstep with the team building process, coaches will always lean on the guy that knows it, that has experience, because they trust that his knowledge will prevent the mistakes that ultimately can lead to a loss. Whereas a personnel guy is like, hey, we want the young guy to get experience. So in, I don't know, a year or two, we'll have a young, better player who gives us more playmaking because he's a better athlete, more explosive in those things. It's that fine line between, hey, I need the young guy to be ready enough to play, but then you got to give him the opportunity to work through some of those things. A lot of times coaches, and we've said this before when we have those personnel meetings, they all want to finish product. Yeah. Like they, don't wanna, they ain't got a whole lot of time. to. No assembly eat. required. Yeah, I want them fresh out the box, put them right on the field. Well, yeah, like we can expect that or have those expectations with a first-round pick, but what about our sixth and seventh round? Like sometimes we need those guys to get on the field. And it, it comes down to a ph- philosophical approach and everyone in the building has to be in alignment when it comes to that stuff. No doubt. I, I think it's interesting too. If you think about the top two on this list for this week, Pete Carroll, got a lot of juice, you know, in terms of the personnel power. So you don't got to worry about the friction between the personnel side and the coaching side because Pete's got, he can kind of have his hands in both sides of it. And then McVay, same thing. He's got a lot of clout. He's got a lot of juice. He can afford to play the young guys, live through the mistakes. He, they're his guys. He's invested. He was very heavily involved in their selection, uh, you know, along with Les Snead there. So I think that having powerful coaches makes it easier to get the young guys on the field because they're more willing to live with it, and they're also very instrumental in who came in the building. Absolutely. They're very instrumental in doing it, and so that's, that's why the, the power play is really important, uh, and it, it plays a significant factor in who gets on the field and how much they play. Yep, there you go. Uh, quick highlights from those teams, by the way. Uh, Witherspoon continues to play well uh, for the Seahawks. He had three passes defensed. He played 54 snaps, had four tackles. Jake Bobo uh, from UCLA is, is getting out there. He played 28 snaps, had 43 receiving yards. So a couple there from the Seahawks. Uh, look at Steve Avila playing uh, 63 snaps, the guard at a TCU for the Rams, doing a nice job. Puka Nakua, we talk about every week. Byron Young, who we've highlighted before, he had a sack and a forced fumble. Uh, rookie edge rusher for them. For the Colts, Juju Brents and Josh Downs, who we mentioned, both playing well. The Texans, obviously Stroud, um, had his first interception, but still played well in that ball game. Will Anderson, who's been highly, highly disruptive, two quarterback hits uh, on 40, uh, no, 61 snaps. So he's playing a ton. And Henry Toto, 81 snaps, six tackles. Uh, for the Bucks, Kalijah Kansi, the, uh, the talented young uh, defensive tackle from Pitt. He had a sack and two quarterback hits. Uh, and Trey Palmer, the rookie receiver, played 37 snaps and had 47 receiving yards. So that's a look at the top classes uh, according to our impact rookie score from week six. We do this each and every week, so we, we'll uh, we'll get to next week's guys uh, on this Thursday podcast each and every week we do that. So, uh, all right, let's take a quick break, Buck. When we come back, we're going to look at the game of the week, the Dolphins and the Eagles, a huge one coming up right after this. You go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. 
So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. It's time for the MCS Game of the Week, presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. This week is the Dolphins at the Eagles. The spread is minus two and a half, favoring the Eagles. The over-under is 52. DJ, this is, I mean, sometimes the league serves up like a tasty treat. This is a tasty treat seeing two of the top teams. We talk about the Philadelphia Eagles, the Miami Dolphins. We can talk about how their offenses are similarly constructed with their own differences, um, but Jalen Hurts leading really a, a ground attack that is unbelievable in Philadelphia with playmakers on the perimeter in the passing game. And then you just have what the Miami Dolphins have constructed, which is a video game like offense where they just overwhelm you with their individual and collective speed. And this year they've added the run game element to it, which has really made this offense unstoppable. I mean, this is an offense they are clocking like they're hitting the 40 burger. <laughs> I mean, it seems like every week, but this is a team with their speed. If you're not lined up right, you have a problem. It's not only just lining up to the stuff that they do with the motions, but you got to have enough good guys to deal with their speed and athleticism. They they have so many paths to victory with their explosiveness on offense. I'd be curious just with your background, Buck, doing the stuff you've done with Elite 11 over the years um, and, and keeping tabs on these young quarterbacks. Everybody knows they were teammates you know, with Jalen Hurts uh, and Tua, but I'd be curious – just maybe the differences between them personality-wise um, and and kind of if you go back in the Wayback Machine, uh, getting to know those two guys, what, what were the, the differences between them? I would say the first thing about uh, Jalen Hurts, because he came through earlier, very serious, coach's son, understood like the, the team dynamic of everything, the leadership abilities and, and, and qualities that everyone falls in love with based on what he's done in Philadelphia. Those same things were present. Same thing, Trace were present when he went to Alabama. And I think people forgot how close he was to winning the national title as a freshman, SEC Offensive Player of the Year. Like, he did a lot. Um, his demeanor has always been about take care of business, very serious, very about his work, kind of a blue-collar uh, attitude and demeanor when it came with it. Tua was a little more fun-loving, uh, a little more laid back when it came to it. His leadership ability was different because guys just gravitated to him because he was such a good dude, you know, and I, I can, I can say this because you understand it. So when we're doing the opening or elite 11, he has a team full of like all-stars monsters, Jerry, Judy, KJ Hamler. Um, I mean, a cam acres was on that team, a, bu- a bunch of different guys. DJ, I can tell you at the end of, at the beginning and the end of every game, like those guys would come around to a one and two of the say the prayer to mm-hmm. circle up. Now, you got to understand, like, these dudes come from all walks of life, coming from all over. And so to give Tua that kind of respect and reverence, Tua coming from the island, coming over and being that leader, to me, it was about the connectivity. Like, regardless of what your beliefs are, that connectivity where you see all these guys, 
to me, that was the part I was like, oh, wow, that's different. You know, and so even now when you hear Tyreek Hill early on, when he goes over, he's like, hey, man, Tua is a really good quarterback, this dude, and how the guys kind of talk about him. Both are great leaders. They just do it in a different way. But I think Tua's laid back demeanor and his ability to connect is essential at the position, but I think is rare based on how he's been able to do it. Yeah, it is interesting to me, um, the the leadership stuff. And, and remember, gosh, you go back to that national championship game. He comes in, Tua comes in, and they win the game. And then Jalen was mature enough. He didn't bounce right after that. He stayed for another whole year and was just kind of a good soldier backup and got his, you know, got his degree, ended up having to fill in in the SEC championship game that next year and, and played great. But, man, that's – you talk about humility – like, that's humility. So think, think about that, though. Like, think about that in today's time. And That'll never happen again. Nobody will ever when, do that again. When people hop in the transfer portal, he had the wherewithal to be patient enough to, to sit and, and, and play his role as a backup, given the opportunity to play in the SEC championship game. He was ready and delivered, and then went back to being the back. I mean, you talk about people talk about servant leadership and, and that kind of stuff. That in itself let you know a lot about how he could be in the pro. And then for him to go to Oklahoma and improve, for him to go to Philadelphia, and people talk the stories that they talk about when he was waiting for his opportunity, when he was working as a backup to Carson Wentz and all of that stuff. Um, both of these guys get it done in a weird way. And I'm going to say this about both of them, because we've talked about it, and I think it's an underrated aspect of playing quarterback, the toughness part of it. And I'm not just talking about the mental toughness in terms of being able to bounce back because this would be a bounce back week for Jalen. How does he come back from the turnovers that he had? Um, but how do you pick yourself up off the mat? Last year, Tua had a series of concussions and injuries, and people were wondering would he come back, and people made fun of him taking jujitsu, whatever. DJ, like for him to stand in the face, the, the eye of the storm each and every week, knowing the history that he's had with concussions and being beat. That takes a different level of toughness to stand in there because he doesn't flinch and went and do those things when they bring, because, you know, every D coordinator knows, oh, we need to heat him up and see if we can make him feel uncomfortable. He's dealt with that the first half of the season. And all he's done is be at the top of the charts, completion percentage, passer rating, and all that other stuff. To me, that's a different level of toughness that you have to admire and respect about Tua Tagovailoa. All right. You love uh... – I don't know if you love it. I love doing it, Buck. But when I hear you, I'm listening to you talk and you give such great background on these kids. And then I'm trying to think of a way to formulate that into something that like this may be something bite-sized that all of us can kind of take with us. And what I was just listening to you say that, I wrote down, okay, um, these guys are incredibly disciplined, right? And in kind of their own ways, but in very disciplined in terms of the work that they put in um, to their to their craft, disciplined guys. These guys have faced tremendous doubt, which has ruined a lot of people, not just in football, but outside. You know, when you have people doubting you, I mean, Jalen Hurts was benched mm -hmm. uh, in college. Everybody doubted if he'd ever be able to throw well enough to play that position in the NFL. Tua, off of the injuries and off of, you know, just, just well, man, he's, you know, you've got Justin Herbert in this class, you've got Burrow in this class, and he's not in that group. Like, tank for Tua was a mistake. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, this was, he is not. He is not all that he was cracked up to be. A lot of doubt there. But what's happened is when you're disciplined and when you conquer doubt, you can dominate. And both those guys have been dominant football players, man. They really have. I think it's a lesson in the evaluation phase. Um, 
about quarterbacks. Like as much as we all like, for instance, so like the Caleb Williams stuff, right? Caleb Williams yeah. coming off the bad game against Notre Dame. To me, I love that because it presents an opportunity for us to see what he's really yes. built. Oh, like what, what, what drives him? How does he handle those things? Because inevitably in the pro game, he's going to have some, some days like that. How does he respond? Does he kind of suck his tail and run away? Or the next week, he's just back the same fearless gunslinger that he's been with Jalen and Tua. We've not only seen them have to bounce back from, from, from disappointing moments as just because remember Tua had the injury in college. Jalen had the humiliation of being benched in a national championship game and having to sit the next year. That adversity hardens you a little bit. And we've mm-hmm. seen those guys who have some calluses, they perform well. And I'll say that they're not the same. He's not playing, but like, like Brock Purdy, some of the stuff he had experienced at Iowa State. Like to me, DJ, like that's kind of what you're looking for. I don't want the guy who's had it perfect throughout their no question. Um, career. You got to have some stuff where you need some scuffs to, to, to kind of make it to the top. And I think with both of these guys, it's been unique. But, but let's talk about like both of these offenses. When you look at the Eagles offense compared to the Dolphins offense, what are some yeah. of the similarities and some of the differences? Well, how about this? Um, with Tua, you go get a guy, uh, a, a, obviously a speedster, but somebody he's familiar with from college and Waddle, right? You draft a player that he's familiar with, has a good relationship with. Then you go out and make the move for Tyreek Hill, established veteran stud. Hurts. Devontae Smith, someone he played with in college, he has a good relationship with. That's a comfort factor. You go out and you trade for A.J. Brown, proven veteran player. Like, there's some similarities there. You have uh, the Dolphins make the move for Taron Armstead, you know, previously mm-hmm. to bring him in there to solidify a tackle position. Obviously, the Eagles have had Lane Johnson, who, you know, has been one of the premier right tackles that's ever played in this league, probably on a Hall of Fame track. Um, mm-hmm. And then, you know, other other pieces added along there. It's the creativity on the offensive play caller. Mike McDaniel doing it for the Dolphins. Obviously, Nick Sirianni uh, being in charge of that offense uh, uh, with Brian Johnson there with the Eagles. Like, it, There's a lot of similarities with how they're built, and they've got speed, but they also have the ability to win one-on-one with routes. And and to me, the other thing is they're, they're run-after-catch operations where, hey, quarterbacks, our job, just accuracy is premium. Get the ball on that upfield shoulder. Let these dudes go with it. Yeah, I mean, that, that, that it, it is funny because you look at Tua, you, you think about what Jalen Hurst has been able to get when they, they draft one. You look at Cincinnati with Joe Burrow. Uh, yeah, Jamar Chase. Jamar Chase. That, that's an interesting that, thing. I didn't put that part of it together, too. How many quarterbacks have a target that they played with in college like that? So it's a, it's a decent know, amount. Decent amount. So you know what I'm doing if I'm the Houston Texans? I'm trying to make a play to make sure that I get one of the Ohio State receivers when yeah. they can come through because I want to mm-hmm. pair – Something with CJ Stroud, so his game can go to the next level. But in 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 doing those things for both teams, the Miami Dolphins and the Philadelphia Eagles, the premium on run after catch was huge because for Jalen, some of that was to maybe match some of the accuracy roles. So you could do some things in the RPO game and those things where those guys kind of like big bang for your buck. For Tua, there was a lot of questions about the deep ball. Uh, and the arm strength. So does he have enough range to get it out there? So what they did is to take that away by, oh, okay, cool. We can, we can throw these, these singles out here, hit these little quick passes and let those guys kind of maneuver. The yardage looks the same, but the air yards are different in terms of like air yards to target. It still works. This offense is still explosive and they've been able to create these big plays on what I would say like low risk concepts. It, 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 it's the brilliance 
of what I would say the Miami Dolphins scheme is under Mike McDaniels. They found a way to make it quarterback friendly with a significant yield, uh, big time return on investment based on what they've been able to do. And with the Eagles, it's building around Jalen Hurts as the runner and really expanding the passing game as he continues to evolve as a passer for the park. You've got me going down a rabbit hole right now, man. Uh, I mean, obviously he hadn't caught a ton of balls, but Diami Brown, he would have played uh, with Sam Howell. He played with Sam right? Howell. He did. Yeah. He played with Sam that's, Howell. He was in, interesting, he was in Washington before. Yeah, and uh, I think he's had some flashes uh, at times, but DJ, man, it's, it's kind of like putting on that, that – we all have our favorite shoes, right? You just put on that old <laughs> shoe. You just kind of know, you just kinda know <laughs> where the player is going to be. We, we talk about just the importance. Of, and It's underrated, but the importance of chemistry. The connectivity mm-hmm. and chemistry, being able to finish each other's sentences. You you've seen it. Like some of the stuff that Herbert and Keenan Allen do, that stuff isn't scripted. Or we see what yeah. Pat Mahomes does with Travis Kelsey. He's like, I don't know what Roddy runs. I just kind of know the body language that he's about to break yeah. and let him go. <laughs> well, when guys have played together a long time, it's like you and I playing pickup basketball like every yeah. day at lunch. Like after a while, I just know I can throw it blindly to the corner because you're there poking. Oh, you're just ready to catch and shoot. You know, like those those things are underrated, and maybe there is something to that. But for the Dolphins and the Eagles, they certainly had a lot of success. And as they continue to kind of reign at the top of the NFL, you can see more teams kind of replicate those. Yeah. Tracks. Did you, by the way, by the way, I know uh, your brother was was big time Hooper. Did you guys did you guys have a chemistry oh, on the court oh, when man. you guys we, go play pickup? So when I would go back when I would go back home while I was playing, because he was he was. He's four years younger, but we would go back to the YMCA and DJ. Just we could just people. like, oh, we could just we could just <laughs> blind love just it. throw it out there, and he would do his I love thing. It. And he was he could he could play mid range and in the post, and I'm out there, and we're just like running out. I, yeah, your spot is over there. I'm just gonna throw it. I know he's gonna be there somewhere. <laughs> um, I can throw it into him. He knows I'm gonna float around. But yeah, it's the value of just when you when you know people and you play a ton. It's also the advantage of like we think about like the Eagles offensive line that's been there, been together for a long yeah, time or, yeah. or man, it's, it's underrated when you have guys that are there and the trust and all that other stuff, it just allows you to do a bunch of, a bunch of different things. And for the Eagles and for the Dolphins, the lack of turnover, right? Like yeah. once you kind of get settled in, if you don't have a lot of turnover, your offense has an opportunity, your defense has an opportunity to grow. Uh, you seeing how you can take advantage of that, that chemistry and connectivity when you have these long playoff runs that allow you to play a lot of games with your teammates. Yeah, no question. Uh, absolutely true. So that was the MCS game of the week presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. New customers can bet just $5 and get 200 in bonus bets instantly. Download DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code MCS. That's code MCS only at DraftKings Sportsbook. DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Well, there you go. That was uh, that was fun looking at those two teams and the offenses specifically, how they were built. Uh, looking forward to that game. We'll break it down next week as we do each and every day here. Uh, reminder, we've got five episodes a week, Monday through Friday. We've got the Move the Sticks video show that streams at 4 p.m. Pacific uh, every Tuesday on the NFL Fast Channel. So if you haven't checked that out, be sure to do so. Uh, and would encourage you, again, if you haven't already, subscribe. Uh, give us a, a rating review. We do appreciate those as we continue to uh, march our way through the 2023 NFL season. And as we start getting a little bit closer to the end of the college football season, we'll start transitioning more and talking some draft uh, as well. So appreciate you guys hanging with us. We'll see you next time right here on Move the Sticks.
you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. 